Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Elixir podcast. I'm your host, Rose Stardust, and I'm here to inspire you to take action on your creative dreams, to get awakened by this podcast, hopefully, to step into your power and just to get creative. Even just a little bit would be enough. That sentence may not have made sense. I don't care. I just want to come back and I don't want to over edit this. So let's go. I've been away for a while, but for some of you, I won't have because you're just listening to the podcast and you're listening to the next episode. Season one ended in October. I wanted to come back earlier, but things happened and my needs overcame my wants and I hibernated for a winter trying to rebuild my mental health a little bit as well as just being creative for the sake of being creative. I painted, I, you know, watch TV shows, whatever we do in the winter and put on a bunch of weight. Yes. And so I am here today to talk to you about not just what I have been doing, because that doesn't really matter, but what we can do to feel better in this time of, shall we say, hopelessness. And that is a weird word on its own because hope is not something that ever goes away. So let me delve back into what we think hope is. Hope is the thing with feathers said Emily Dickinson. It is from a lovely poem of hers that I actually didn't know anything about until I watched the Apple TV Plus show called Dickinson. So I actually really enjoyed it. It's kind of a coming of age story, which I enjoy most of the time. I am a teenager at heart, I guess. So the Dickinson show was fantastic. If you like modernized fictional retellings of historical people and events, you might like it. There is that thing they do with like modern music in old settings. Like, you know, it's a party. There would be, I guess, what would be like a line dancing type of thing. But instead of that, they are dancing to hip hop. (laughs) Which is not going to be everyone's thing, but I kind of liked it the way they did it. And I really enjoyed it. It made me laugh. It made me cry. I am taking a tangent and telling you about it because it was where I really started to get curious about who Emily Dickinson was. I knew she was a poet. I knew a little bit about her, but I did not know about this little poem called Hope is the Thing with Feathers. So before we set in, Let's start there, and I'm going to read to you, probably poorly, this poem by Emily Dickinson. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard, and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity, 
it asked a crumb of me. So if you wonder why I was pausing some of the parts that didn't sound like I should be pausing is because Emily Dickinson wrote with a lot of hyphens and I just kind of imagined that she wanted you to pause and think about the words in those hyphenated moments. They're like rests in a song. So I'm sure I didn't do a great job of reading it, but you get the point. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. So that's how I feel about hope. Hope is never lost. Hope is always there. So a wiser version of me years ago when I was a teenager, which sounds like an oxymoron, said something about it. And before I tell you that, let me give you a story or background on this because I said something confusing just now. I don't know if any of you feel this way, but I used to be wise as a kid and as a teenager in certain ways that then I lost that wisdom as I was an adult and I got into just like working day in and day out and jobs I didn't really enjoy with people I didn't really like. And then now I just turned 40 March 21st and I just feel like I'm gaining that wisdom in the last six, seven years again, refinding that wisdom that I kind of naturally had as a child. I mean, go on Instagram if you follow Creative Elixir on Instagram or Brujeria Studios, which is my art slash personal account, and tell me how you feel about that. Did you have some kind of like wisdom in your youth that you feel you lost and then you regained later or are regaining? Anyways, so I was a kid with wisdom and I wrote poetry all the time. And um, I didn't write it for anyone else. I just wrote it because I wanted to get those feelings and thoughts outside of myself. And I didn't know that I was doing a good job or not. I just wanted to write. I guess I was doing a good job because I tended to win um, at like poetry competitions and I, you know, like regional awards, this and that. And actually one of my teachers um, in school, a literature teacher, he became a well-known lyricist in Turkey. I won't out him here, but he showed one of my poems to... I guess like a pop star. He, another artist, again, I won't out him. I'm not going to name drop because first of all, not many of you are going to know who these people are. And I'm not telling this to like show off. I'm just saying, you know, I used to write nice poems and I had wisdom that I lost. And the pop star wanted to use that particular poem as lyrics. It never came to fruition, but it actually gave me uh, hope to find that you know even grown-ups people with what I thought more wisdom thought that my poems were good so I with that child's wisdom had said something that still 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 uh, rings true to me that hope never dies or disappears because even in the perceived absence of hope there is the little kernel 
of hope that hopes for hope. How many hopes can you say? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's even when you don't have hope, you hope to have hope. There's that little spark, the little tiny ember that's going in there and it's hope. And it is so important that we recognize this, especially now where we all are fatigued from grieving for our lives as they used to be before COVID with economical problems just taking over everywhere, even in the first world, even in the most comfortable societies such as Canada, where everything is getting more and more expensive. People of my generation rarely are able to afford housing in terms of like actually buying a house. And where I live, rentals are almost impossible to get by. Everybody Airbnbs their additional housing, etc. So they make lots more money. But in the meantime, uh, meantime, a lot of people can't find rentals. You just... Um, count on the you know kindness of people so these are problems we experience here and it's just getting worse and worse the like the really uber wealthy have gotten wealthier and the poor has gotten poorer i know this is a story of the world that keeps repeating but today is the day that we are alive and thinking about it so this is our crisis as you know, COVID changed the world and we thought it would get better or we thought it would, you know, go back to normal, which didn't really happen. It just went to a new reality. And some of us made the best of it. We tried as well as we could. I am one of the lucky uh, people that has, you know, shelter, food, a stable job, a loving partner, and I'm sorry to say, but no children, because then I don't have to worry about looking after someone else and um, paying their bills, too. So we've been OK, but we all have been grieving. All societies, all people, I think, collectively grieving for what we lost the world as it was. And before COVID happened, I would just say this is the golden age of humanity. Like, look at this. We're so lucky. Um, nothing to worry about. No big wars affecting us. No, you know, I live in one of the most beautiful places. So privileged, so lucky. This is unbelievable. And it's scary that it's unbelievable because I feel like we've peaked and soon things are going to go downhill. And unfortunately, I hate to be right. And they started tumbling down shortly after I made these comments. You can look on my Instagram. I did. And so the other problems are obvious, you know, the war in Ukraine, the threat of pos a possible third world war. We're all scared. I mean, climate crisis is also scary. More extreme weather events keep happening. So we are constantly thinking, oh, crap. It's unraveling at the seams. Now what? Is it going to get worse? Can we not make it better? Can we not fix things anymore? Should we just give up? These are, I know these are all thoughts that go through all our minds. 
at least of the people that are not um, challenged with daily survival. So those of us who are lucky enough to have their needs met to a certain point worry about these things. Those who don't have their needs met obviously have to worry about things on the level of survival. And that's different. So, so anyways, that brings me to why uh, I made this episode about hope. I think I've talked about hope many times, hope and belief and faith, not religious faith, but faith in, you know, something better, bigger, faith in the future, faith in improvement, yourself. These things are um, so important, especially in times like these, because collectively, if we lose hope, we will lose um, everything. And even though it's a little ember, we can't, we can't just keep it going if we fall into a nihilistic existence. So I was actually reading this month on this week's. How often do these come out? Okay, so it's a monthly. It's Psychology Today. And I was on the ferry. And I always look at the magazines and see if anything interesting is there. And this one looked interesting because it had on the cover your hidden superpowers. And I always talk about this and think about it. And um, inside the hidden superpowers, one of them is hope. And how it describes hope is, at its heart, hope is a perception, but one that gives us power to create reality. It's a perception of something that does not yet exist. And research shows that when people have hope, their goals are actually more likely to become reality. I'm not going to read you the whole thing. First of all, I don't think that's right. You should go buy your own copy. But this particular section by what about hope was written by David Feldman. He's a PhD, I assume, of psychology. <laughs> and um, it's basically saying that hope pushes us to take action. Hope is the belief that things are going to be better. Therefore, to make them better, we do something. So the same kind of thing that goes into these woo-woo thoughts of manifestation and belief and all that. As I said before, I have a scientific mind, but I also have a mind for the woo-woo. But that being said, I do not believe in people who um, charge money for psychic services and all that stuff. I think that is a crime, basically, when people do that. And I did like tarot readings once for $5 and I called them motivational tarot. And I was telling people, I'm like, I'm not like seeing your future. I just want to motivate you. I think this is the role of these cards. I just want to show you that there's hope. And people didn't really like that. They just wanted me to tell them the future, which I can't. So again, I think the woo-woo stuff is a great um, vehicle to make you believe. But the real magic is, and I love that word, magic. The real magic is within us. 
we make it happen. And the um, psychology of belief and hope really plays into that, right? So if you don't believe something, you're not going to work towards it. You're not going to make it better. If you don't believe you can be a better person, you're not going to buy better clothes. You're not going to work out. You're not going to change your life. You're not going to do those things that are going to actually improve your life. And therefore, you're not going to one day wake up in a better situation. These are steps you have to take. So this is why hope is essential. And you might think one person doing one thing is not going to change things. Like, let's talk about, you know, climate crisis. They're saying that we've passed the point of no return. Well, that doesn't mean that we should give up and just like continue to crap all over our planet, we are going to kill ourselves if we do that. We need to still try and improve things so that even if the point of no return has been passed, we can slow things down. We can make it better over time. So there's no point in ruining everything that has we've worked for just because it's maybe not going to go back to the way it was, but it could stay this way instead of getting worse, right? So, but we all have to have this belief so we work towards it. If we all do little things collectively, it'll become one big thing. So that's it. Hope is magic. Belief is magic. And it's magic that is science. I know that I have a lot of duality within this. So I keep saying this because I want to make sure that you understand that I don't actually think that when I hold a crystal, something go magical is going to happen and the crystal is going to manifest this thing that I don't have. That's not what I think. I think crystals are pretty. I think they are just gorgeous. Imagine like the they are created by our world, by our earth, by our planet. By, by, you know, minerals and metals and, and they are gorgeous. We love them. We want to collect them and look at them. We have a connection to them on a different level. We like shiny things like magpies and I have shelves full of pretty things that I like to look at. And in return, what they do for me is make me feel better inspire me to make my art, which in return gives me hope, which in return gives me a sense of self and a sense of balance. And that makes me want to do better things, work on things further, better myself. And the magic happens there. Not because the crystal is actually magical. When I pick up and set a crystal grid, it's because not because I think those crystals are going to shoot laser beams into the sky and the gods are going to shoot laser beams back, I don't know, <laughs> or something like that, or demons are going to come and um, talk to me. No, I don't believe that. I, When I set up the crystal grid, I'm just setting up my mind for success. I am setting up a ritual which humans relate to and are drawn to. We know this. That's why religions are so successful 
uh, I'm not saying they're good, but they're successful. So when you do a ritual and when you set something up and focus on the intention, on the goal, it's like, you know, it's like you are lining up your mind. You're setting up your mind. Then you go and put in your planner that intention, that goal, and work backwards from it. I have made a ton of things happen for myself, and I am continuing to. Am I a millionaire? No. But am I uh, doing okay? And am I happy? Absolutely. So we all have to kind of line up our minds. And then that allows us to set goals that can be achieved, believe that we can do them and do them. So the crystal grid is just a tool like a planner that just makes it a little bit more fun, beautiful, inspiring, because we, A, respond to ritual, B, we respond to beauty and patterns. And these are all built into us for survival. So why not play with them even when you know that these are not necessarily, you know, linear analytical things? Why not play with them? Why not make them work for you? Do you go buy a piece of art and put it on your wall? Do you watch TV shows because it makes you feel better? So you know the TV show isn't real. Why are you watching it? Why don't you... I don't know, go outside and just look at a tree all day. It's, I mean, you could if you want, please. <laughs> I love going outside and walking and doing all that too, but I love entertainment too. And you have to think of these things with a scientific mind. There are too many people that take advantage of people's hope. So there's a downfall of that. There's, unfortunately, we hope, we want we have feelings. We are creatures of emotion. And other people know this. And some people, not being as kind and good, want to take people's money to sell them hope. Not in a good way. Like there is a fine line between self-help and between lying to people and saying that you are talking to their dead children. So please this is a disclaimer. I always talk about woo-woo stuff, but please know that I am pragmatic. I am witchy and I'm occulty, but I don't really believe it. I don't really believe that. Oh gosh, it's so hard. I believe some stuff. But anyways, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm rambling. So hope comes from within and you have to harness it. And we all individually have to harness it to actually make the world a better place. And that brings me back to, hold on, I have notes. Let me see. Am I missing something? Oh, yeah. That brings me back to creativity, our main subject of this podcast. So the big thing about creativity is that it renews hope. It aligns stuff in your brain, in your psyche, so that you can feel better and you can hope. You can fight those demons. You can fight those bad thoughts with creativity, with art. It does not have to be visual art. 
You can write poetry like Emily Dickinson and Teenage Rose did. <laughs> I don't really write poetry anymore once in a while, but they're just fun. You can be unabashedly creative without thinking anybody is going to look at it. I keep saying this, but just do it. Like get those thoughts in your brain that keep circling and stealing your hope and joy out on the paper. One of the easiest ways is to journal. It's tough. So many people fight against it. Once you do it, you're going to see that it is uh, magical. It will renew your hope. It will empty those negative feelings, get them out of you so you can fill that space you made with better things. I think it's a fantastic way if you're feeling creatively blocked, journal for a couple of days and then try to be creative again. And I think you'll find that there's space in you now to fill with better. That creativity will spark that ember that is just hoping for hope. You want to hope for hope. You want hope so badly. You want to be hopeful that the there will not be a third world war, that we will prevail. Things will get better. We will avoid climate crisis. We will have more money. We will have clean air. And as those hopes grow light with your creativity, you will just feel better and better. And you know what? There's more magic there because then you're going to Treat other people better. Like the moment you start feeling less grumpy and less hopeless or more hopeful, you start feeling better. And people who feel better treat others better. And on the other side of the coin, the world doesn't revolve around you, right? So when you, um, Okay, example, somebody who's grumpy treats you bad, ruins your day, then you turn around, treat someone else bad, ruin their day. And this like wave of grumpiness just spreads into the world. And if you think about it the other way, if you do something nice, say something nice, be kind, hopefully that person will feel good and do the same and it will grow. So let's spread kindness. Let's spread goodness. Let's spread hope. Let's Talk about our vulnerabilities and feelings with people. Let's say, you know what? Don't worry. We're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. Now, I love giving hugs. So give people hugs. I mean, I know this is a little touchy with COVID and all that, but oh, damn it. Just hug someone. Hug someone you love. Tell them that they matter. Tell them that everything is going to be okay and give them some hope. The I try and spread creativity. My day job is at an art store and we constantly hear about people saying I'm not creative and we try and motivate them to try something creative, to get beyond themselves. And what we find and what I find for my own self is that one of the best ways to spark hope and get out of a rut and or whether you're thinking you're not creative or whether you're thinking you need to be more creative, et cetera, et cetera, is to 
take a class. So I'm not going to give you a huge list of things today as a homework, but I seriously think that it is important for hope (laughs) is to improve yourself. So give yourself permission to play A. Give yourself permission to learn something new. So last year, 2021, I took this course by Bonnie Christine called Immersion. It happens once a year. It's happening again right now. And I'm taking it again as an alumni because it inspired me so much. I learned so much and I realized that it is really in line with what I want to do with my life and how I want to be successful and how I want my work to grow. So I decided to take it again to regain that inspiration because after winter, I often feel horrible and I want the weather to be nice. I want spring. I want rebirth. And uh, it's February. The end of February is a fantastic time to take a class. (laughs) So it once again ignited me. Here I am finally being able to do another episode for the podcast because I started this course again. And I'm loving it. I'm learning more stuff. I'm doing a bunch of surface patterns. I'm trying to put together collections and swear finally I can see it's going somewhere and I can see that I'm closing that gap that Ira Glass talks about. We talked about it before. I will put a link again. I'm going to make a note to Ira Glass's gap. The gap, sorry, video so that you guys know what I'm talking about. But in a nutshell, for those of you who haven't listened to the episode where I mentioned it before, um, what that means is, okay, so you have things you love as a creative, like songs or books, or if you're a visual artist like me, uh, you love paintings and illustrators by people, illustrations by people, and then your work isn't there yet. Like you make work and you're like, shit, I don't like it. So that is the gap, the gap between what you are able to do and what you admire. So your taste and your ability. So we are constantly trying to bridge that gap. And once you get to the other side, you start liking your own work and you start seeing whatever it was that you saw in others' work that made you like it. And that's the gap. So one of the better ways to what better way I guess is to take a class right so that's why I took immersion in the first place and that's why I'm taking it again because it gives me hope for the future that perhaps there will be a future where I can (laughs) use these skills and I'm actually starting to like my own work well you can see them on Instagram brujeria underscore studios again links will be in the show information or show notes so yeah so my homework to you is go do a class or two or four if you have time you don't have to do something like immersion which is an eight week course but you can certainly do something smaller shorter less commitment less money if you're not sure Uh, especially like if you don't know creatively what you want to pursue yet or if it's just as a hobby then little something what am I trying to say little doses of something can be easier to stomach (laughs) so my recommendations would be 
Skillshare membership. I've loved Skillshare from day one when I started watching it, which was the beginning of the pandemic. So if you don't have a Skillshare membership, I would wholeheartedly uh, recommend it because you there are short little courses that are long courses. You can do them at your own pace. I am not sponsored by Skillshare, but I adore them. And I think you would too. There, I think you get like a week or two for free. So give it a try. It's not a huge commitment. I think you can pay like pay monthly $20, $30 something. And, and then you can cancel it if you don't want it. But I've had it for two years and I don't regret it. I think it's worth every penny. I go and watch a class there once in a while that and it just picks me right up and it gives me hope. The other place where you can get courses for very reasonable prices, these ones are all professionally produced, is Domestica. Domestica is Portuguese and Spanish dominated, really, but there are English courses and all the other language courses either have dubbing or subtitles. So I've done both. I tend to say gravitate towards the English ones because then I don't have to read the subtitles while I'm trying to watch what's happening. But I've done subtitled ones and dubbed ones. And if you watch the course a couple of times, really, it stinks in like you can watch and read first and then watch it again. They're not super long. They're usually a couple of hours, if that. And again, worth every penny. They always have sales and coupons and things like that. And I would recommend it once again, wholeheartedly. I mean, there's no price on hope, right? If you, especially if you live in the first world and you have a few dollars to spare, I don't know, don't get a couple of Starbucks coffees, get yourself some hope. <laughs> and lastly, I want to recommend a TV show. <laughs> this is a dated recommendation. Oh my God. Okay, maybe two last things. Dated Recommendations by Rose. This TV show was made a few years ago. I think it went for like three seasons, maybe 2016 to 2018, I want to say. I could look at it, but I'm not going to um, do that right now. It's on Disney Plus and it's called Legion. It is a Marvel comic adaptation. The main actors in it are Dan Stevens, who was the Beast and in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. And also he was in that Will Ferrell movie called Eurovision, which was, I thought, was hilarious. He was, I think, oh my God, I think he was the Russian singer. Anyways, so the, what am I trying to say? Legion. It's amazing. Okay. You might not like it, but I really love weird psychedelic feely things. And I think it's the cinematography is spectacular in it. So give it a try. If you haven't seen it yet, I think you might be very pleasantly surprised as I was. I just thought, mm, you know what? That like cover looks cool. I'm going to see what it is. And man, oh man, I love it. Okay, so Legion, super inspiring artistically, is a fun TV show to kind of take a break with. The other 
show there is that is super inspiring is Disney's The Imagineering Story, which is the story of Disney's Imagineers. And it's a few episodes. It's like a documentary. And it is, I don't know, it's like a little creative boost of how you can make something like Disney from nothing. And I think it it gives you hope. Hope, hope, hope. And last. Okay, apparently it was three things. I'm sorry. Last, last, last is I am reading Show Your Work. And I know I could have read it in an afternoon, but I'm really like reading bits of it and kind of stewing in it. Show Your Work by Austin Cleon. And I actually steal like an artist. And the next one is Keep Going. And I just bought Keep Going because, you know, it's about keeping going in tough times. And I feel like our world is going through a bit of a tough time. So let's keep going because art makes things better, makes the world a a place worth living in. Why else are we fighting, right? Why else are we working so hard? Do we want to live in gray buildings with gray skies and nothing pretty to look at? No, that is not how humans function. So let's hope for a better world. Let's put our beauty in the world. Let's share our hope with others. Let's be kind. Let's just awaken joy, say nice things. And remember that if you feel angry, it's because you feel something else and you're pushing it down. I felt this for years. I've said it before. I've um, written it in my journals. Anger is not a first, like, it's not an emotion that comes out on its own. It's because we've pushed other things down. I've always said it. It's a secondary emotion. So... I personally was brought up in a way that made me think that being sad wasn't okay. Being vulnerable wasn't okay. It was weakness and being angry was okay. So if you felt anxiety, if you felt sadness, all of it was then translated into anger because it had to come out some way. But I've learned through journaling. That's what I was doing. And I have learned to be vulnerable, to be unhappy when I need to be unhappy, to be, you know, to just be anxious, deal with the anxiety, find the reasons why I'm sad and why I am anxious and find those reasons and try and eradicate the core reasons behind it so that I am no longer feeling angry. So again, just feel your feelings, journal, and grasp onto that little amber of hope, the little spark, and try and light it up with creativity. I am going to put links there but in the show notes, but if you are enjoying the show, I 
would really, really appreciate it. A, if you leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, it makes a huge difference. There aren't that many people that listen to the show yet. I have no sponsors. I am um, not making any, any money from it. I do it because I want to share the joy of creativity with you. And if you had doubts and if you needed a little bit of motivation, I want you to feel good and get that motivation here. And when you're done listening, go do something creative, right? That's one thing. Second thing what you can do is go follow me on Instagram. These are all free. Subscribe, listen, leave a little review if I've helped you in any way or put a smile on your face. And then follow me on Instagram. It's The Creative Elixir. The other one, my personal one is Broharia underscore studios. Follow both if you can. Leave some comments. Engage with me. Come talk to me. I would love it. And... The other thing you can do, if you're feeling super generous, buy me a coffee. There's a link to buy me a coffee underneath this podcast's notes. And, uh, you know, you can donate a dollar to whatever. And that also really helps. Currently, I am paying, I don't know, probably about $50, $60 a month to make the podcast happen. On top of it, I have to be subscribed to Adobe um, Creative Cloud, which is an almost like $80 a month. So it is costing me money, but I do it because I want to do it. And that money, money would be spent on any something anyways. And but if you want to help me out a little bit so that I can keep going and I can grow and maybe get an editor eventually so there isn't as many issues. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> and if you can't do any of it, I still love you. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you being here and listening to me. I hope I can help you. Now go keep hope alive by being creative so that we can make the world a better place and get back to that place where we all had a bit of hope. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, night, week, and I will talk to you soon.